You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family, man, Ike Jones. I am here, morning drop style, man. We're here to talk about 1,000-yard rushers. Auburn has had a history, and then all of a sudden, not a history of producing 1,000-yard rushers. Can that change more consistently under Coach Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery? We'll talk about it this morning right here, February the 21st. A Tuesday morning drop. Let's get straight to it. Drop it on them. You are you now, are now listening, listening, to listening to the War Report. Morning drop time. Your man Ike Jones here with Mike G. We are talking a little bit about the run game. Auburn University, known for running backs. Listen, man, going all the way back to the legacy of Bo Jackson, man. Mm. You got guys like Trey Mason. You got Cadillac, of course. Auburn's been known to be a running team, man. Is that going to change under Coach Hugh Freeze? Are we about to enter the era of the QB school? Or are we going to continue the legacy of running backs? We know we got a stable of good ones here at Auburn. What say you, Mike G? Do you feel as if... Hugh Freeze is going to say, man, I know I got some studs at running back. Let's use them. Or is he going to be like, my system says we're throwing the ball. What do you feel? I think they're going to use the studs at running back uh, because that's going to be his most reliable position group on offense. Now, here's the deal. Hard to be a reliable running back without a reliable offensive line. Mm -hmm. So Tank Bigsby, if I correct me if I'm wrong. Never achieved a thousand yards in his career at Auburn. He got there not during the regular season. So last year, not this. So 2021, including the Houston game, he mm-hmm. got over a thousand yards that season. But, you know, his first year was the COVID year, right? So he only had 10 games. He right. had 700 something yards that season. The following season, he had over a thousand, but that included the bowl game. And then last year, he was 30 yards short of it. Like he was right there on the doorstep of it, but didn't quite mm. make it. Mm. Well, listen, if he made it a bowl game, that counts. Yeah. Yeah, that counts. That's a thousand yard season yeah. because the bowl game is part of the season. So I'm with that. But like, if you look at Auburn's history of thousand yard rushers, like, listen, we are on is- a tear. Now, this th- this is the one thing I can give Coach Malzahn 100% credit for. He uh-huh. knew how to get a thousand yards out of a running back. Well, let's let's be clear. Like he 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 walked into a situation where thousand yard rushers were like a thing already, right? So it's not like he invented the thousand yard rusher he at Auburn. No, right? Go, he kept going, going back. Though. Yeah, going back to Rudy Johnson in two thousand, Ronnie Brown in two thousand two, Cadillac did it in two thousand three and two thousand four, Kenny Irons, <laughs> you know, Ben Tate in two thousand nine. So there was a little bit of a gap between two thousand five and two thousand nine, um, and then. Cam Newton, which, I mean, he wasn't a running back, but he I mean, led the SC. We had Cam Newton and we had a thousand yard running back as well, Michael Dyer, that year. So we had yeah. two thousand yard rushers that season. And for the record, uh, so Michael Dyer broke Bo Jackson's freshman rushing record right. that year, right? Cam Newton, 1,473 yards, actually led the SEC in rushing that year. Crazy. As a quarterback. Crazy. <laughs> right. Which, you know, he won the Heisman. So, I mean, like, you know, that's not I mean, let's camp out here for a second. We can talk about the legacy of Cam Newton, and maybe that's another thing that we, but I think people really forget how nuts that season Cam Newton had right. was. Like, to lead the conference in rushing from the quarterback position and still throw for over 2,000 yards is stupid. Stupid. 
It's ridiculous. I mean, obviously, when we talk about best seasons in college football history, that's why he ranks up there with Joe. To me, in my mind, it's between him and Joe Burrow. Like, in terms of best. I mean, you threw, you threw for 60 touchdowns during the conversation. Uh, but, Cam, I don't know. I, I'm stuck Ike, between what was the more amazing feat. But back to what we're talking about. Michael Dyer actually had back-to-back 1,000 rushing yep. yard seasons at Auburn in 2010 and 2011. Um, he did better. He, I mean, 1,200 yards, you know, in 2011. Yep. Uh, 2012, Trey Mason yeah. did it. And right? again in 13. And again in 13. Nick Marshall was a 1,000-yard rusher Nuts. for Auburn in 2013. And then Trey Mason, probably one of the most prolific rushing seasons that we just don't talk about in 2013. Now, yeah. this man made New York for the Heisman. 1,800 yards he made. Yeah. No no playoff game, right? Like, so again, some of these records are a little inflated because some of these guys who are going, like, you know, uh, 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 getting the extra game, essentially, the extra right. two games, it's nuts, man. I mean, 1,800 yards, I felt like he was so underrated in the Heisman voting that year. But hey, like, again, I don't know that anybody has rushed for more yards in a single season than Trey Mason. As far as Auburn's concerned? Yeah, in a single season, I don't think yeah, anybody's rushed for 1,800 yards. I yeah. mean, he almost had a 2,000-yard season. Uh, uh, if if they had had just – they had gotten him going just a little bit faster that season, Yeah, right? Uh, Cameron Artis Payne follows that up with 1,600 yards. Nuts. That's what I said, man. Coach Malzahn knew how to produce those rushers, bro. He was he was turning them bad boys out. Right. Uh, Peyton Barber, 1,000 yards. Um, Cam Petway, 1,200 yards, man. Come on, dude. This is 2016. We're 2016 now, so we've been we've been putting them out. Yeah, 2017 uh, was Carry On Johnson. Carry On Johnson, 1,300 yards. Uh, Tank Bigsby, 1,099, like you said in 2021. Yeah. So there was a four year gap for Mr. Malzahn between 1,000 yard rushers. Uh, so he was putting them out early. Yep. But I, I feel like as people started to catch up to his system. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. The system, yeah, yeah. I, and and it all comes down to for his system was the quarterback, right? Like you had the dynamic quarterback mm -hmm. uh, that could either run the ball really well or you had a very proficient quarterback who could get the ball out quickly, right? Like you have to right. have one of those two. And it just, there was a, a period of time there where we weren't doing either really well from the quarterback position um, mm -hmm. and it caused the suffering in the, in the rush game. But listen, man, we've talked about Jarquez Hunter many times and uh -huh. just his yards per carry average, right? Right. So if he's only total, I mean, let me look, what, what was his number of rushes last year? Not, not, we're not looking at yardage, but just number of times that he ran the ball last season. Let's take a look at that. Jarquez Hunter had 104 attempts versus Tank Bixby's 179, right? If we're saying Jarquez Hunter gets 30 to 40 more carries in a season. Yeah, he's definitely a 1,000-yard rusher. I, I just don't see how he uh, – if he can continue to produce the yards per carry that he has been doing. 6.4 yards per carry average. In 2021, he was 6.7. Yeah. Like, you know, as the feature back, he's a 1,000-yard rusher. Yeah, so he's a thousand yard rusher and he's a three to five hundred yard receiver. The question is, is offense. he going to get that many touches, though? Right. So not because yes. Jarquez Hunter can't take the load. We've talked about load management for him. It's not a real thing. He was working special teams. He was out there kick coverage. Right. right. Like he was doing all sorts of things. So he the number of snaps he played purely, he should be able to do this. The question is, are we going to be doing this running back by committee thing? And right. he's not going to get the touches. To, necessary to get him to a thousand. That's my yeah. question. 
Yeah, if you're smart, you're going to get Jarquez your touches because he's going to produce for you. And again, of all the question marks they have on off- offense, Jarquez Hunter is not one of them. Right. Right. So I don't, I mean, I would be really disappointed if we take the ball out of his hands. You know, for what he can do in the passing game, uh, he's a great blocker. He's one of the hardest workers on the team. This man can squat Jordan Hare Stadium. Right. Like, what else? What else do you want? What else do you need to see from a guy to know this is a guy that we need to feed the ball? Yeah. Now you have to have some semblance of balance on offense, so defenses don't key on key in on him completely. But in my mind, this is not a question, right? Will he is not a question. If he doesn't, I'm. We interviewed Hugh, man, and listen. Listen, I'm 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 rooting for you, Mm -hmm. but if my boy doesn't get the touches, I'm frying him. Yeah, I mean, and so here's the thing: when you look historically at Coach Hugh Freeze's offenses, he hasn't produced a lot of thousand yard rushers historically. Better better change here. Better change here. He did with Malik Willis at quarterback, right? But as far as the running back position, hasn't historically produced a lot of them. I went back and looked. Uh, 2019 with Hickson is the only thousand yard rusher that I could find for it. Yeah, listen, if you're not going to produce touches for Jarquez, right? I feel like in a couple of years we're going to be producing some walking papers. Yeah, right. Now, Philip Montgomery, on the other hand, has had a history of producing thousand yard rushers. So, and they are melding their systems. So, yeah, again, I, to me, it's just, it, and I'm saying this like you know. Uh, I don't think Hugh Freeze is he's been coaching a long time. Yeah. Let me put it this way. Smart guy. He knows he knows what he has. Mm-hmm. So I'm trusting that he knows what he has in Jarquez Hunter, and they're gonna find a way to get him the ball. Period. Through the air, through the, you know, on the ground. However, so like, you know, listen, man, if if Jarquez is an eight hundred yard rusher, but like a six hundred yard receiver, I'm good with that. Yeah, that so th- there there's another question too. Like all purpose yards. Definitely over a thousand in all purpose, but mm-hmm. is it going? How many is he going to get on the ground? How many touches, opportunities is he going to have? That's still up for debate, I think. And but right. you know, I think the thing about Jarquez Hunter is he has the ability to be more of an all-purpose back because he has good hands. Uh, he can find open spaces in, in like I, I was convinced Jarquez Hunter could be all-purpose back. Literally, Alabama State, which was his second game he ever played at Auburn mm-hmm. and he runs the wheel route up the right sideline and, and Bo Nix throws it over the top and it's a little bit outside and Jarquez tight ropes the sideline, catches it over the top and still gets his feet down. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm convinced this young man right here is special. Come on, and man. then he's... later in that same game runs for 97 yeah. yards. Right, right, right. Listen, he's out here hurdling people. <laughs> uh, come on, man. Jarquez Hunter is... If he's not a 1,000-yard rusher, I think it would be an uh, indication of extreme dysfunction on offense. But, let me put it – no, no, let, let, me re- let me repeat. If he's not a 1,000-yard all-purpose – I think back, he, he's got to get to 1,500 all-purpose, man. 1,500? Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I'm saying I'm sitting the floor at 1,000, but yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I, I, don't want, the, I don't want him just having 500 yards rushing or 700 yards rushing and just 300 on uh, – nah. He needs yeah, to get yeah. to like 12 to 15 all-purpose if, for yeah, me to for be sure. satisfied with the productivity. Because again, I wish I could go find snap counts, and I probably can find it somewhere on PFF or something like that. The number of snaps Jarquez Hunter takes, it's a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount, Right. That's not even counting snaps that he's in the game offensively where he doesn't touch the ball, right? Where it's play action or he's going out into a route or something like that. But I'm just talking about pure snaps where he's definitely taking contact 
because he's either returning a kick or he's uh, defending a kickoff. And then the snaps that he takes at running back. In my opinion, take those kickoffs and those punt coverage and kick turn, take all that away from him and and just let him be a running back that is Uh in there for two to three downs every time. No reason this young man can't have 1,500 all-purpose yards at minimum. No reason. Easy, easy. Because he can take it. Yeah, to me, to me, the issue is there is no issue. There's no issue. But There's see, no issue. And play him. Play yeah, him, Ike, yeah. or else. Or and, and, else. And here's the other thing. We're going to have some really interesting shows. You can fall. you can tell the difference when a coach is committed to getting his guys touches, right? The last four games, now we talked I just talked about Tank Bixby getting 30 yards shy of 1000 yards last season. If it weren't for the last four games of the season where he went absolutely nuts because Cadillac was like, we're going to run the ball. Him and Jarquez both got 100 yards multiple times, not to mention Robbie Ashford running for 100 yards in some of those games. Right. So that's a commitment from a coach to say, running the ball is going to be our identity, and we're going to make sure these people get touches. Now, I'm not saying that they've got to go Cadillac style and just, we're going to run the ball 60 times a game, but I do say that if you know Jarquez Hunter is a guy, give him the ball. Right. I don't think that's a, that's I don't think that's a, a difficult proposition to, to or, or a difficult thing to request is to say hey he's a dude make sure this dude touches the football. That's facts. That's facts. End of the day, the way I'm looking at it, Jarquez Hunter should be a top three back in the SEC next year. Yeah, I'm looking forward top to seeing it. Three, right? And um, you know, when he came to Auburn, I was big on him. I try to tell people this kid's going to be a star. He's going to be a star. We saw we saw flashes of it. Now he. Split a lot of time with Tank Bigsby, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, but this is the year that he balls out. And, man, we'd be lucky to hold on to Jarquez Hunter one year. I think he's draft eligible after this year. He is. Right? So, he balls out, man. He might be gone. Possibility. <laughs> yeah, hopefully NIL comes through with the bag to keep him around one more year. <laughs> uh, and then he could have a truly prolific season to follow up because he presumably might be playing with an offense that stays almost entirely together based on the youth at wide receiver and the offensive lineman they're bringing in and who we might have at quarterback. Right. So he could have a chance to do something special in year two of Hugh Freeze's system. But like, you got to get your playmakers the ball. I think that Hugh Freeze, you know, he's, he's an offensive guy. Right. And, that, and that's his pedigree. And that is, you know, his specialty. And we need to see him use the guys that we already know are dudes. Right. We talked a lot about having dudes. You got a dude. Jarquez Hunter is a dude. And he's here. And if we don't use him, Ike, Ike, so help me God, <laughs> we're going to have some interesting shows Yeah, if Jarquez Hunter doesn't eat. Yeah. If, if we don't at least give him a plate and a fork. <laughs> yeah. Whether he eats is, is somewhat on him, but like, boy, he better be at the head of the dinner table saying grace. <laughs> <laughs> so... Jarquez Hunter eats in 2023. I'm calling it. If not, then, you know, I'll eat my words. And then we're going to have to have a family discussion. Yeah. An uncomfortable one. Drive!
War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. But we are going to go ahead and get into these comments you guys have been commenting. Let's hear from you on your opinions of this 1K rush. We're going to start things off with Derek Anderson, who says, I think it's going to end up being around 60-40 run the first year. And we start to transition into more of a passing attack. And then the D comes up for the run. Boom, over the top. Okay, I like it. 60-40. I'm not mad at that percentage. 60-40 is, 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 I mean, listen, if he's averaging a high yards per carry, 60-40, it's great. Yeah. Like, I, I think once you start to get to 70-30, um, again, when you lack balance, defense is key in on one thing, to, and then somebody's going to stop you. It's the SEC. You're going to lay an egg. Balance is important. Um, and then, you know, as much as we talk about rushing uh, dynamic quarterback play is going to be important too. I think if Robbie Ashford is the quarterback, he adds something to the running game sure. that frees up somebody like Jarquez Hunter. Because if you have to respect his legs, Jarquez eats in the option game. And um, it's just, you know what I mean? Like all the play action stuff just hits different when you have a truly dynamic quarterback who is a danger with his legs. For sure. So, yeah. Don Cullen says, don't forget about James Brooks, 1978. Listen, man, Auburn has a long history of being able to run the football, man. Time to get back to our roots. Uh, Ethan Sandlin jumps in. Get that man in the red zone. Automatic touchdown. Uh, Yes. Ethan, yes. Looking forward to seeing him uh, get to work down in the red. Man, our red zone offense better be so great this year, man. I'm sorry. It's been such a problem. since. It's just always been a problem. Even in 2017, it was like, you get in the red zone, you're like, oh, man. That's why Anders Carlson has so many uh, points in his Auburn history because we just could (laughs) not. After we got past like the 30-yard line, it was just like, all right, field goal. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about having a prolific kicker? It's like, oh, but we're kicking a bunch of field goals. Right. So (laughs) we're probably not winning. Yeah. Ant Robinson says, I think Hunter will rush for 1,500 this season. I think Montgomery will have two 1,000-yard receivers, a 1,000-yard rusher, and five 700-yard, and a five to 700-yard rusher. Okay. Ant, that's a, that's a thinks, very prolific offense right there. Yeah, Ant thinks we're going to be in the SEC Championship game Listen, year. <laughs> I'd be very disappointed if we had all of this and we weren't in the SEC, because if we had oh all of God. this, do you know what that means if we're not in the SEC championship game? The, the ref screwed us. No, that means our <laughs> defense was awful. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> there's sure. no way you should be able to put up this min- this much yardage in a season and or or we're producing a bunch between the 20s and we're kicking a bunch of field goals. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Or we're stalling in the red zone, yeah. yeah. It's going to be, I don't know, man. I'm leaning on the, I'm going with the refs. The refs <laughs> screwed us if this happens and we don't make it to the SEC championship game. Yeah, this this is a prolific year right here. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this becomes a thing, and I'm, I'm rooting for your prediction to be true right now. James Barnett jumps in. Fellas, it's been a long time since we've had a conversation about having so much talent that we didn't know if we could get touches. Is that a good thing? Yeah, I, listen, I think that we've had this conversation for the last few years, right, with Tank and Jarquez. And, like, I mean, they just haven't been able to get 
the the production out of them. They have not. We've had the talent. They just haven't been. We've had the conversation. The conversation just has been about like why they can't do it. I don't, I don't think the talent has been the problem at running back. I think the system has been the problem. You know, a lot of stuff, other stuff has been the problem other than the talent. Running back. I mean, listen, it's clear. Again, the last four games to me are indicative of the fact that we were talking about how we couldn't run the ball because of the offensive. The offensive line didn't change for the last four games, guys. It didn't. So it 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 could maybe just be that we always had the ability to do this. We just didn't do it the right way. That's a possibility mm-hmm. because if the personnel doesn't change but the results do, then it's got to be on how we're producing those results before. That's the issue. We didn't change anything. We just right. changed out the people calling the plays. Yeah. Matt Reeves says Jarquez needs at least 180 rushes this year and about 30 catches. So again, Tank Bixby last year, 179 touches. That's without a bowl game, right? So Tank would have definitely gotten another few touch. I mean, another 10 to 20 touches in a bowl game, right? If he if we go and play that um, and likely gets those 30 yards, he needs to get to a thousand yards. So you're you're saying you basically want Jarquez to have the kind of season as far as touches that Tank Bixby had last year. Yeah. Let's see. Haley jumps in and says, if Jarquez is sub-1,000 rushing yards, we either have a system issue or an O-line issue again. Yeah, I, I agree with this. Yeah. I agree. System or O-line issue. If he's getting the touches, then, and he can't. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see any reason why he should get the requisite number of touches and not get the requisite number of yards. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I doubt he regresses as a rusher. Right. That's that's option number three is he regresses as a rusher somehow and he's running straight in. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I just I don't see it. If, if the offensive line improves 15 percent year over year, then he's a thousand yard rusher easily. Yeah. Just as, because, the, as a premier back with no tank Bigsby back. Yeah, there. exactly. Because he should get the touches and he gets those after contact yards as well. Right. Like, that's one of the things that. Jarquez Hunter's really like he just doesn't go down on first contact from very many guys. Uh, right. So yeah, if you if you're gonna allow him to get one to two yards ahead uh, ahead of steam going into a linebacker or a defensive back, good luck. Good luck. Right. TK jumps right. in and says Damari was a four star and tore up Atlanta. He has a great first step and he will play and get snaps. Can't run Hunter into the ground in the SEC. I agree. Can't run him I into agree. the ground. Question is. How much of a load is running Hunter into the ground? Because I don't think we've seen that yet. Like, again, last year, 104 touches, and I guarantee you he could have touched the ball another 30 or 40 times that season and been fine. Right. Right. Over over a 12-game thing, another 30 to 40 touches for Jarquez Hunter would have been nothing. Mm-hmm. So, uh P-Pass jumps in. Imagine running game without nine in the box. I don't know if yeah. I can imagine that. I hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah, listen, we tried to tell people this on our film reviews last year and the year before. <laughs> that, hey, man, these guys are running against eight and nine-man boxes sometimes. Yeah. because Consistent. No, nobody respects it. Yeah. And so... People on message boards and like, you know, and at their grandma's house and everywhere were just like the war report guys said that blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, but watch the film review. It's right there on tape. Yeah. We're counting them up. You know, and some people were like, well, that guy doesn't count as in the box. So it's not a nine man box. It's an eight man box. It's an eight man box. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's running against an eight-man box, and they're it's, expecting And, and, and again, there's only 11 guys on the field. So if eight of them are in the box, it's a lot of guys. That's a lot of guys to run against. And at some point, if you're playing here, when your quarterback is not a threat to run with the football, especially against an eight-man box, advantage defense. But if we have to play 11 on 11 because you have to account for the quarterback, advantage offense. Yep. Right? So that eight-man box should turn into Robbie over the top, holding over the top, whoever over the top. Right. Right? So I'm just saying it's going to be interesting if they can create the respect in the passing game that we don't see this. Yep. Because based on what's on tape, I'm still loading the box to prove to me that it's changed. Prove to me that Robbie Ashford can throw the ball consistently, right, um, in the short to in, uh, intermediate passing game, right? Prove to because I'll give up the occasional over-the-top pass, right, because you're going to stall out in the red zone when there's less space to work on the field. Right. And precision is required. I'll say that again. When the field shortens, precision is required. And you, they'll give up all the yards like we talked about earlier, where it's like, hey, man, if all those things happen, 1,500-yard rusher, 1,000-yard receivers, and we don't make it, it's probably because we moved the ball a lot between the 20s and then stalled out. Yep. So you have to be a threat through the air to make this a non-issue. Correct. You do. You do. You need your quarterback to burn people. and Or you're going you to you're, you're have to hit home runs all the time in the run game. Right. Or you just need the dudes to just play straight up and just push guys out of the way. Right. Right? Like, everybody has to win. One-on-one, you have to win almost every matchup. And and, and, and that's the thing I don't think people think about, right? Like, it's not that – it's like, man, you're not going to win every rep, bro. Like, no matter how good you are, you're not going to win every rep. And then once you start to condense the field, that number of guys in the box thing becomes that much more difficult – to make the run game work. Like you're going to have to try to get around the edge and you're, and the guys in SET are too fast to be doing that consistently against, man. It's just not a thing. Once you start playing elite defenses, Georgia's not going to let you just mash them for a, an entire game. It's just not happening. You're not right. doing that against Bama. You're not doing that against LSU. You might could push o- Ole Miss around for four quarters, right? You might be able to push Mississippi State around for four quarters, you're not going to do that right. against the elite defenses in this league. Not for four quarters. You might hit them every now and then. But for four quarters, you need a more balanced offense. You need some sort of threat to do something else, or that eight-man box is going to start to wear you down. Right, right. Uh, Joshua right. Jordan jumps in. Hunter is 1A, Austin 1B, Batie is third. So he thinks Batie is going to be the number three back. That's going to be an interesting battle to see how it pans out, man. I am looking forward to see to see what Damari Austin comes because I feel like he feels as if this is his time and he's not letting anybody take his reps from him. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, um, Damari is, is an interesting, like, I, I feel like he's being a tad bit disrespected. I feel like Damari's being a tad bit disrespected. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that young man does this spring because he should be getting two reps this spring easily. I think he should be getting two reps this spring. Yeah. He won't be outworked. 
No, it's not going to be because he's not working hard. That young man right. is he won't be he's committed to the work. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he produces from that. Uh, James Sawyer jumps back in. I want a Georgia running back rotation for real. Have our have our guys fresh for the fourth quarter to pound that rock. Listen, right. again, uh, the rotation to me is is not as big a deal when you know your guy is a unit, right? Like as long as he's not just getting run into the ground. Um, I think that Jarquez Hunter can take more reps and be fine, but you do want to have a second and third guy who can come in to make sure that there's no issues. Like you said, fourth quarter, you need a closer, a guy who, all right, we're going to turn around. We're going to hand the ball off to you eight straight times to just march this ball down the field. And you want him to be fresh to be able to do that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I agree. We need to have a good rotation at running back to make sure that people are continuing to stay fresh. Corey Weber says, can Petit, can Petit come become our next Corey Grant? Like our speed guy? Yeah. Like Corey Grant was a speed guy who just, he was a home run threat. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he wasn't very shifty. But yeah, when he got in the open Petit, field, you. Petit is, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, eh, like Corey Grant wasn't very shifty. Yeah. Um, but when he got in the open field, good luck catching him. Like he was gone. <laughs> so maybe I think Corey Grant was a little bit of an underrated pass catcher as well too like yeah. Corey Grant was tough was between the tackles he was a good back man he was good yeah yeah hey, listen he had a pro career for multiple years so it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he made it in the league for a little to, bit to tote the rock so did they they move him they I know he was doing kick returns at one point but did mm-hmm. they move him positions yeah at some point yeah I, did he switch positions at some point yeah, no like, he was I, he was running back the entire time running back okay yeah. yeah all right well I mean listen but T mm. we'll see Let's see. Uh, James Sawyer jumps back in. I wonder how many yards Petit will get after rushing for a 1K at USF. So this is a thing, too, man. People forget Petit was toting the rock at his old school, right? Like, he's a he he comes from being a 1,000-yard rusher already. So he yeah. was getting touches on a consistent basis. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not that translates over to the SEC. Um, it's the AAC, though. So, yeah. like, I don't mean, know. Is the USF is going to the big? Are they are they one of the teams going to the Big Twelve? I don't know. I think they might be one of the teams making the jump I think it's, with I, I, Malzahn. No, it's, it's Houston, um, UCF. I don't think they. Wait, do. I thought Houston was already in the Big Twelve. No, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But either way, it's going to be a better conference. It's going to be better defense. It's going to be better athletes. So we'll 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 see how it translates. Yeah, we will definitely see. I think spring is going to again that running back position is going to yeah. be interesting in spring to see how people are panning out in uh, in dealing with the physical nature of the SEC. Is Petit ready for that? On because mm-hmm. again, you can see him play SEC talent or mm-hmm. big you know uh, Power Five talent at UC, U, USF, but he doesn't mm-hmm. have to play it against it every game, right? Like right. that's a difference. It's a difference when you do it one or two times a year then you have to do it seven or eight times a year, right? So right. Um, we'll see how it how it pans out for him. Uh, but that's it for us, man. Another morning drop out of the way. We will see you guys again tomorrow. Make sure you stay locked in with you guys at The War Report. Um, like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Join if you're not a member. We got more yeah. film review stuff coming, basketball content coming down the way, man. But that's it. We're out of here. As always, War Eagle. Peace. Peace. Drop! Drop!